took you a second to complete that bottle removal cap I got removal. weak arms. Here, you want to keep this bottle cap? Yeah, let's keep these bottle caps. Chris is mm-hmm. collecting bottle caps for the... Uh, when the fallout happens. Fallout, yeah. Yeah, so when I'm like Chris a corpse, case. like whoever's looting my house will go, holy shit, look at all these bottle caps up here. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, welcome to Drink to the Past, the only podcast where our theme song is actually just us opening beers. Because that's like music to my ears. How about you? I mean, sounds pretty good to mm-hmm. me. I don't quite call it music. More like a note. Right. Psh, psh. It's, it's not quite a note. It's a... It's a psh. Psh. Dear God, I'm spending my Friday night doing this. <laughs> this is our guest. <laughs> yeah. So, this is Peyton. You may remember him from such episodes as whichever episode he was on last time, and I, I don't really remember. I can't remember how many episodes I've been on. Two or three, something like that. Two or three, I don't care. I don't remember. Anyways, and Peyton today has... Chocolate milk. Would you like to try that chocolate milk? The best Peyton? drink. I don't know. You put you took out like a very dark bottle and <laughs> poured something into like a shot glass and put it. So I don't know if you spiked my chocolate milk or not. That's Ooh. exactly what I did. How's that? You definitely put something in that does not taste like normal chocolate milk. What did you put in it? Seriously, what did you put in it? Kahlua and Irish cream. Are you kidding me? It's pretty good. You're joking. No, that's exactly what you I put You legitimately put, you spiked my, oh I told you that was what I was going to do. Actually, the last time you told us you were going to be on the podcast, I actually drank that same drink because I made it for you and then you didn't come over and then I was like, oh, I got to drink this. How alcoholic is that? Uh, it's about a shot of total alcohol in the drink. It's not going to make me drunk, is it? Because I literally don't drink, so my no, it, it tolerance shouldn't, it shouldn't make tolerance you drunk. is probably about the same as mine. Yeah, so it's that's roughly one beer's worth in that entire glass of alcohol. So I would be lying if I said it did not make it taste better. <laughs> Yay, I made a drink that it, Peyton Yeah, it, I taste the alcohol a little bit in there the mm-hmm. second it hit my lips i was like yep that's alcohol yeah <laughs> that's alcohol yeah uh i don't like drinking a whole lot oh, it's an i will admit though when i had that princess yum yum mm-hmm. i'm looking everywhere for princess yum yum torchy's tacos has it said uh See, i keep getting told i need to go to torchy's but every time i torchy's go is pretty good it's good last time i was there i drank some of the diablo sauce Nice. But every time I go there, it's super like busy or it's closed. Their so. taco of the month this month is actually a chicken and waffles taco. Ugh, it has it. a oh. waffle and a piece of fried chicken oh. and bacon and an Mm-mm. egg oh. in a tortilla. Nope. Nope, not going to eat that. Get out of my country. I don't. <laughs> that is the most American food there is. Right? Some Someone else's kind of food, but Americanized. Somebody else's kind of food put together with another person's kind of food with a piece of bacon. Yes. <laughs> it's, they have surprisingly good bacon. It's like one of the best pieces of bacon I've ever had is this random bacon on a fucking chicken and waffle taco. My vegetarian is screaming at me. <laughs> Today's beer of the week is, Chris, what huh? beer are you drinking? Oh, I am drinking uh, Odell Brewing Co. India... Pale Ale, which I've had before, and I like it. It's a pretty good standard go-to. Yeah, decent IPA. I've had that one, too, but I don't remember it very much. But, uh, you know, good enough. Um, It came in a mixed pack with a bunch of other stuff, and I haven't tried all the other stuff. So Odell will probably be returning at some point on the podcast pretty soon. Uh, By which I mean next week, because I don't usually drink the entire mixed pack in a week. Uh, So I am drinking... 
Corona Premiere, which is uh, just trying to go viral here. So help us go viral, and then I can say that I am the progenitor of the coronavirus. That's a no. You're that's wrong. a popular culture joke. You're I wrong. don't like that mental image. You're wrong. <laughs> Steve Wozniak, one of the co-founders of Apple, actually mm. is going around bragging that he was patient zero mm. of the coronavirus. So uh, does he want a fucking medal? He's a douchebag. <laughs> he works for Apple. He founded Apple. Right. He's like one of the biggest douchebags on the planet, next to Steve Jobs. Right. Steve Jobs is a bigger douchebag. But he's he also not on the planet anymore. Was. No. He's, well, yeah, no, you're right. He still was. is on nope. the planet. No, he's, he's in the planet. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has he penetrated the planet. You, you that, know, there's a visual for you. you. Steve Jobs penetrating the planet. You he's all penetrated. You got to Apple at the time was really good. Yeah. Like, simplicity is good. And mm-hmm. I liked how simple Apple products are. But over the years, when... You know, he started taking a step back, and Tim Cook and Wozniak started taking more say into the company. It just Apple's not what it used to be. Apple's just pretentious. It's like fizzy <laughs> water with Tim's. a hint of malt. Huh? She's gonna fry up some Tim's. Yeah. Well, yeah what did you say, something? <laughs> this is like fizzy water with a hint of malt. It's a this Corona. What do you mean? This isn't be. even a Corona. Actually, this is the low carb version of Corona. Oh. So, what's the What's the APV on that? I don't know. It's not on the bottle for some reason. So I really have no idea. But because regular Corona, I believe, is something like two or three. This is probably in that range, if not lower. So this might be the lowest ABV beer we've ever had on the You're podcast. You're actually having a lighter drink than either of us. I'm shocked. Yeah, that is that is very strange. Yeah, lighter it? than me, too. But, I mean, I'm going to have another thing to wash this out of my mouth later. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and, and I also had a backup plan of if Peyton doesn't actually want to drink that entire chocolate milk, then I'll finish I it. I don't so. think I'll drink this entire... It tastes like you put eggnog in my chocolate milk and I hate eggnog. I mean, that's kind of mm. what that's kind of what the creamy things taste I like. I really do not like eggnog. Mm-hmm. I love eggnog. Uh, what would you rate this drink on a scale of 3 to 17, Peyton? Uh, a 3. I don't like alcohol huh. at all. Even if it's chocolate milk? I love chocolate milk to death. And then you taint the perfectness <laughs> of chocolate milk with your horrible, horrible alcohol. Mm, but it's so yummy. And a little bit of coffee hint from that... Uh, Half I Kahlua also shot. don't like coffee. Mm. Yeah, I went there. Wow. When I drink coffee, I drink it iced with vanilla like a white girl. I mean, there's nothing wrong with enjoying white girl coffee. It tastes really good. Yeah. It does. It yeah. tastes really good. I, I don't mean, know how people can drink black coffee. It's like... I mean, I love black coffee. What's I mean, wrong with you? Black but coffee I also is enjoy the best, beers. But like, I don't mind white girl coffee either. Like, yeah. It's not terrible. It's fine. There are different kinds like, of enjoyment. You guys like your bitterness. I like my sweetness. Okay? Yeah. That's fair. Anyways, uh, so yeah, this Corona Premiere is um, mm, fizzy. He's going to throw it at a wall in a second. There's really just not very much there. Yeah, it's like very, very light malt at the end of your fizz water. Um, I'm surprised you're drinking that. Two. Wow. It, it has a 3 to 17, you went down to 2. It has a negative 1 racial bonus. Uh, well, I guess... The, because it's... Because uh, I remember when I first... I could turn that into a racist joke, but I won't. I remember when I first started hanging out with you guys, <laughs> and you guys were like, Hey, Peyton, you should buy us a drink sometime. I'm like, cool. And I had no idea what you guys were into, so I was like, 
would you mind if I brought like a 12 or 24 pack of Coors or Bud? And and I remember specifically you and Owen looked at me with the meanest looks I've ever seen. And you guys were like, if you ever buy us corporate beers, we will kick your ass and kick you out of the house. So Severe judgment. Sean... And We're Owen. fucking craft beer snobs. You yeah, know me. No, it, <laughs> we are true. like the craft beer snobbiest of craft beer yeah, snobs that I have ever met. Do you guys have your old Chicago tour things? Um, no, or is I've that never. More of a Tyler thing. Um, my brother Josh actually did that, that for a long time. I don't know if he ever completed it. Um, but he, for a while, he was going in like every couple of days and being like, he started literally with their taps. He's like, give me the tap furthest on the right. Give okay. me the tap second from the right, third from the right. So he just and he went, just down, went the down the entire line. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and so that was kind of one of the things, cause that was actually before I could drink that he started that. So I assume he finished at some point. I'm not sure. The old, uh, the old Chicago I keep going to, we keep ordering mm-hmm. drinks and every time we order a drink, the waiter comes back and they said they're out. Hmm. And it's pretty annoying. That is pretty annoying. Yeah. The old I Chicago we used to go to is broken. now closed. Uh, I go to that, the one that was of, that was the one down in uh, Applewood Center. I go to the one off of 88th and Wads. You know yeah. which one I'm talking about? Yeah, that's right. a good one. Yeah. Now you Except, guys know one of our hangouts. Oh my gosh, the well, internet one, is going to stalk us. One of my hangouts. Well, probably not. I mean, yeah, actually, Except I don't like go the, there very much. Yeah. Occasionally, I go there. It's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, ten at ten o'clock at night, you everything on the appetizer menu become half mm-hmm. off. So. I had my first Doppelbach at that uh, old Chicago. Uh, and that and instantly got me into Doppelbox styles. Yeah. And uh, they started picking up um, craft beers mm-hmm. on their menu now. So that, that's the weird. That's what I like about Colorado is you can go to a restaurant and they'll have craft local beers. Yeah, if, or like dr- just drinks, craft local drinks. Yeah, if so, not beer, then at least some kind of fancy cocktail got, or some such. And, ale, and, mead, wine, yeah. whiskey, scotch, you name it. Yeah, and a lot of them are picking up the local craft beers too because it's a popular thing that you know resonates oh. well with idiots like me that are like, I've never drank that before. Yes, I will put it in my face. Coloradoans love their alcohol. Uh, they really do. I can tell you're not Here's from Colorado because you say Coloradoan. Yeah, I'm from Indiana. <laughs> what do you expect? You're a Hoosier? I'm a Hoosier. Mm-hmm. Hoosier? Hoosier. It's Hoosier. <laughs> it's like Dossier. Don't talk, Dossier. Don't talk to me like that. You guys can't pronounce your T's. <laughs> it's mountain. We do have Colorado The accents. T is yeah, pronounced as an apostrophe. Mountain. You know how angry I get when people say my name? Peyton. It's Peyton. 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 See? See, there's the T. For those of you who don't know, that is the only distinguishing characteristic of the Colorado accent, is that if there is a T in the middle of a word, it is... It's a D. It's it's a D Or it just doesn't exist. Yeah, usually it's just replaced with an apostrophe. You guys are like British people. You don't know how to pronounce your T's. (laughs) Fenton. Fenton. And see, that just sounds weird. What the hell's wrong? It's a little weird. Fenton. Just kind of, say, just kind of felt weird Fenton. coming out of my mouth. Fenton. No, Fenton. Just say t- <laughs> Anyway, I think I have the best drink out of all three all Probably. What do you rate that? How dare you? Uh, I've had Odell before, but I'd say any, somewhere between, a, I'd say, at least a 15. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I have a Pepsi, the best soda. Says a man who's never had Coke. Coke is gross. Coke is cola. I went. (laughs) You're like Pepsi's 
rejected brother. Not even brother, cousin, second removed. <coughs> that's not getting invited to any of the family reunions. That's like a cousin's second removed and like also a third cousin because incest yeah. is wincest? No, no, it's not, Sean. No, it's not. I mean, we're in Colorado. You can legally marry your first cousin. Yeah. That's, that's a lot here in Colorado. Yep. We are a surprisingly redneck state. That, even more redneck than Indiana. Holy crap. We don't care if you must marry your cousin or your boyfriend. It's it's just not a thing for us. I would rather marry a boy <laughs> than my cousin. Neat. So, anywho, uh, let's get into the news and booze, shall we? So, the first piece of news tonight is a new patent from Sony shows off a new attachment that will go onto a controller that allows for wireless charging. So this has led to what? a lot of speculation that you'll be able to just buy a thingy and clip it onto your PS5 controller and then just put it down on like a wireless charging pad and be like, boom, wireless charging. Or why don't they just implement that into the controller without the attachment? Uh, it would oh. be more expensive for the controller. So it's, uh, Control- I mean, they could. Controllers are already stupid expensive. It's like right? 60 bucks for a stupid controller. Yeah. Which, by the way, Sony... Get on that. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, what do you guys? What do you think about this, Chris? Um, I feel like it's a kind of a niche thing. Yeah. Um, like, cause I have the a only reason charging dock for my PS4 and for my Switch controllers. The only reason I'm a fan of wireless charging at all is because Samsung's uh, charging ports get fucked up regularly. Hmm. Uh, my phone can literally charge your phone. Neat. My phone can do that. Yeah, my charging port on my Samsung has been fine. Uh, Which one do you got? I, I have the S8 Plus. Oh, I have the S10e. Mm-hmm. I yeah, guess so mine's even a couple then. of. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, my wife has hers wear out and stuff. Uh, her S8, she got it a little bit after I got my S8 Plus. And uh, it wore out after a little bit. So plus, that could be an 80 uh, or a, a the, thing. I'm not sure. The QI charging is really good. It's mm-hmm. really fast and it's really good. Yeah, I like how fast it charges. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it's the... It's probably even faster on the newer I, ones. But I, uh, What I'd really like to see is just a longer cord. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. I can sit across the room and play. You know, you, you can go to Best Buy and buy like a six-foot-long cord, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even joking. Yeah. A longer official cord. A longer right. official cord? I mean, I just have two controllers, so when one of them dies, I'm like, give me. See, he's <laughs> just smart. Swap them out. Yeah, he's smart. And for my Switch, I've got like a billion controllers. What I love about the Switch. Because the just... Switch comes with two controllers that is oh. also one controller, and then I've also got, you know, two more sets of those and uh, two Pro controllers. Well, the Switch is. So I'm like, and plus the Switch Pro controller's battery life is so fucking good, you never need it. Right, it well, you could because it it lasts about forty hours on a Switch controller. Well, so the, if they would just put a fucking battery in the PlayStation controller that's big enough to game for more than four hours, then you'd be okay, right? I think that's what they should do instead of this. Like this is neat, but advanced, it's niche. More advanced batteries instead of. Yeah. Mm. Anywho. Uh, next piece of news, a Japanese journalist named Zenji Nishikawa says Sony is set to release a more enhanced PS5 Pro alongside the standard PS5 this holiday season. 
Uh, this guy previously leaked info on the PlayStation 4 Pro and Nintendo Switch Lite before their launches. So there's some credibility to this rumor. Uh, I don't know if I believe it yet because I always take rumors with like a truckload and a half of salt. But uh, it, it sounds kind of interesting and potentially possible. I think it would be weird to release them at the same time because usually if they do something like that, it's like a mid-gen jump. Uh, so I think it... I wouldn't be surprised if they had a PS5 Pro in the works, but I I think it's weird that they would release them at the same time. I mean, they did it with the PS4. PS4 the and PS4 Pro at the same time. PS3. Pro. Okay. Yeah, PS3. There was um, a PS3 Pro. There was a PS3. You could buy one with a hard drive, uh, with expanded space on the hard drive, and one without. Yep. Okay. And, and they were both exorbitantly expensive. Yeah. Xboxes, they just... The Xbox called it the Xbox One still, but they just came out with a more advanced model of it. What are they gonna come right, out yeah. with next? The Xbox Two. So I'll be perfectly honest with you: if you lined up like all the models, I could not tell the difference between them. They all look the same to me. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you could tell the original one because it actually had an X on it. Should oh, we? you mean like old school Xbox? Yeah, the original original oh, Xbox. Oh, I miss it my with Halo the two days now. Best controller ever. The thing by which I brick. mean the giant fatty controller, yeah, but the first generation Xbox it's controllers to fit American that everybody hands. complains about except for me. I fucking love that controller. It's because it's designed to fit Amer American hands. I do have like actually pretty big hands, so yeah. It's worth trying to compare hands here and there. Yeah, Chris's fingers are slightly longer than mine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So Just a little. We're we're both fairly large handed peoples. Yeah. So Yeah. So that could happen. Um do you think that'd be good for sales or do you think it would matter that much? It's probably just going to go the same way as the PS4 and PS4 Pro did. Right, it's just going to be like, hey, look, we're here, and everybody's going to fucking buy it. Let's because, be perfectly honest. I mean, PlayStation has good games, and they make pretty good hardware. When you so buy a you game go. console, what do you buy it for? Games. Obviously. Why do you buy it, though? Because it's got the best games. Yes, usually. <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting what you're putting down. What I'm trying to put is the exclusives. Yeah, yeah, the exclusive so, games, yeah. I literally have met people where they will only play Xbox because it's got Gears of War and Halo on it. Yeah, that's kind of one of the things why I'm not getting an Xbox right now is because all it has is Gears of War and Halo. Because I'm like, I would love to play Gears of War well, and Halo, but do? I'm not going to buy a console for two games. Well, Microsoft does a thing now where if you buy it on Steam or whatever, you can play it either on the PC or the Xbox. Yeah, I saw that's kind of interesting. And also with their first-party titles, we actually reported on this last week, they're going to do a new thing where if you buy it on Xbox One, mm -hmm. it will automatically give you the upgraded version you can download to your Xbox Series X when yes. that comes out. Yep. So I think that's kind of cool. Uh, so that's certainly a thing to consider on it. But uh, the way I'm kind of looking is PlayStation 5... Uh, We'll probably have Horizon Zero Dawn 2, and we'll definitely eventually have Final Wait, Fantasy VII Remake Part 2. Is Horizon Zero Dawn confirmed, too? It's not confirmed, but uh, there's it's, it's pretty much like a lot of people are telling me that uh, I haven't beat the game, but the ending apparently kind of leads into this sort of a idea that it could spawn a sequel. Uh, and it's, it's sold well enough to justify it. You'll so... You'll play Death Stranding, but not Horizon Zero Dawn. I played Horizon Zero Dawn. I haven't beat it. Why haven't you beaten it? Um, it is literally... I will tell you why I haven't beat I it. I get very angry with this game. 
because it came out the same year Breath of the Wild did, yeah, and like, it would have straight like up won fucking Game of the Year or something. if that stupid game didn't come out. <laughs> I love Breath of the Wild. You mean if the game that had the better climbing system didn't come out? There isn't really a climbing system in... And that's sort of the issue with it. Not yeah, that it's but will you play Breath of the Wild and there's nothing to do in it except for explore. The game is okay. explore. I look at a and mountain an and I go, world game, "What's on that mountain?" Like. And I climb up the mountain. There's literally nothing on that mountain. Sometimes there's Korok poop. Okay, Korok poop. Cool. Awesome. That's what I went you to the like mountain. You don't like collecting for. Korok poop? No. I don't know. I just fucking loved wandering around, trying to find the memories, trying to find then go play uh, Skyrim, you know, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim is one percent the size. Was better. It was no, still, not even Skyrim close. Was better. Like I went back and played Skyrim after playing Breath of the Wild. First of all, it feels fucking tiny. Second of all, oh, the combat system is better. Okay, but oh. it's it's literally pull the trigger. Hit something with your sword. That is all of the combat system. So has there is been no Zelda for dynamic the last to it. ever, except that Zelda mixed it up, starting with Wind Waker, uh, and then going further into Twilight Princess with multiple kind of sword skills. And Breath of the Wild furthered that so even what more you're with is different kind of things Wind with the flurry Waker rushes. And Twilight Princess is better than Breath of the Wild. That's not at all what I said. No, that's I 100%. I said that's <laughs> where these mechanics started, and then Breath of the Wild built off of them even further. Because in Breath of the Wild, you get all of these sword techniques right from the get-go. You get your flurry rush, you get your uh, parry attacks, you get your dodges, uh, and you get these with multiple different weapons, have different styles of them. You have your spears, you have uh, different things I'll you can do you with that. your bow. Yeah. Uh, so it's just it's a lot more dynamic of a combat system than Skyrim, where literally you just use your highest attack power weapon or highest attack power spell and you push the button until all of the enemies are dead. And you fucking yell at the dragon and it sits and then you don't actually have to, like, fight it. You just have to hit it with your sword until it is dead because you can say, sit, boy, probably, and it's enough of a dumbass to listen. Hold on. There's probably an Inuyasha mod of uh, Skyrim. Probably. Like, see, see that's another definitely. one of my problems is that's that everybody tells me that Skyrim is so much better with mods. And I'm like, if it needs mods to be good, then it's no, fucking flawed. No. <laughs> I 100% disagree with that. Skyrim is already Like, I like Skyrim, but without but the mods, going back to it after Breath of the Wild really is, like, really hard to me. But I can't, you can't argue with Skyrim. Skyrim has over 200 Game of the Year awards. You can't argue with that. I want to look at how many Breath of the Wild. I mean, Wild Game of the Year awards are just... Like That's some, but there's someone's opinion. Hundred, okay. So now you're just gonna throw opinions into it in the mix. I mean, this, this you're is just what, gonna make, this is all we're discussing. You're just gonna make. I feel like that is such a and no offense, shitty outlook on video games because then it kind of like takes the wind out of everyone's sails. And I love when people get passionate about their games, and when you just say, oh. That's just your opinion. Well, you're just kind of like negating all their passion for it. I'm saying I don't respect game awards. Is what I I'm do. Saying. I, re I respect like design. When I watch arguments. those game awards, those guys are very passionate about what games. <coughs> so when they gave Hideo Kojima the Game of the Year award for Metal Gear Solid Five. It took him like two or three years to get it to him because Konami literally straight up said, if you went and take accept that award, we're going to sue you. And then they finally got it to Hideo Kojima. It was such a, both for Kojima, 
the award givers and the fans, it was an emotional moment. That was actually a really cool moment. Yes, it was. I got emotional. I'm like, I was, I was watching this that. Man I was deserves like, it. That is fucking cool. That's why I watch Game Awards. That's why I care about Game Awards because mm-hmm. it's not just those guys saying this is what we think about your game. It's the community. It's showing that they mm-hmm. appreciate the game creators and the community for what they did. And the awards basically say you did great. Here's what you did. I, I'm fine with rewards like existing, awards existing, but I don't, I don't care much about them. They're they're just. I'm not interested in why they're... I'm not interested in the award itself. I'm interested in why someone awards them. I'm interested And in that's the entire point of why you... So when you watch, like, mm. the Oscars or the, you know, the Grammys, they go, Lady Gaga, you win this award. Why? Because this album did this successful for this year, and you did, you know... And Lady Gaga goes, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I mean, I don't really like those award award shows aren't my thing, basically. But that's also fair. But and but there you also have to put in consideration thing I think like the Oscars, I think people hate the Oscars and I totally agree with them because like the way they judge and give awards for the Oscars is total bullshit. So that was a burp. Green. I mean, the, that uh, argument could probably be made about any of the, you know, probably at least 150 of the 200 game awards that Skyrim won. Like, yeah, and I will, <laughs> I will give it to you that if you just, you know, give a game the game of the year because you're just sucking that game's dick, that's kind of a stupid reason. Yeah. You should sit there and go. I think Breath of the Wild wins Game of the Year over Horizon Zero Dawn because it's got this feature, this feature, this feature, like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, and, and that, that would be my opinion. And I've played both games highly extensively. <laughs> and I remember I remember having more fun in Horizon Zero Dawn than I did in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and that's the only argument you need. And Largely. Well, in my, like, Horizon Zero Dawn gave you so much to do. It gave you so much to do. And then you play Breath of the Wild, and it's just like, I can cook. I can go kill some dudes and steal their weapons. And I'm not I'm not saying Breath of the Wild is bad. I mm-hmm. watch people, to this very day, people still play that game. Yeah, yeah. And they come up with some of the funniest, most creative ways to kill Boku Blin that I've ever seen. Yeah. That Link wishes he could aspire to do. Mm-hmm. And I understand, and of course... I also have to put in consideration that Zelda fanboys exist, and Zelda fanboys. I are like how you're looking at me when I know. I mean, the show is called uh, "Drink to the Past." I know <laughs> Zelda fanboys. Oh, gee, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> yeah, Maybe Chris, this guy who's such a drinking fan of... and talking about something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's what I love about Horizon Zero Dawn. This is its first mm-hmm. game. No one's ever heard of this game. It yeah. came out and it won like nine point seven out of tens. Yeah, like and consistently. It was, it was a great. Friggin' game. Uh, it was an amazing game. Basically, my it. only problem with it was it was very, very highly centered around you being a ranged combatant. And if you tried to be a melee guy with your spear, you were fucking worthless for you almost the You didn't invest enough in the spear tree then. I invested only in the spear tree. You were bullshitting me because I killed and, Thunder Maws with that but thing. But there is no upgrade to the spear for like at least the first half of the game, I'm told. I'm looking in every shop I find. Nobody has a spear for sale. All of them have bows and 
equipment are you doing and traps story and progression wise this yeah. argument is scubbed sure? to me yeah i'm doing i'm mostly just going no through the story beats occasionally going out of my way for <laughs> if the side quest is interesting the spear lets you hack animals did you get that ability uh where you can like get extra parts off of them and shit no you can hack the animal you can uh, straight up hack it and say, go kill those guys for me. Oh, yes. The uh, spear straight yeah. up does that. I did that. Uh, and okay. you didn't have fun with that? I don't know. It was it was fine, but really I just wanted to beat the fuck out of things, right? That's that's kind of how I am. You know, like when I play Skyrim, I play a Nord Sword. Literally, that is my class in every Elder Scrolls game. But then I when am you a play Nord Breath of the Wild, some of those broken builds are with the bow. Yeah, the bow is fun in there. The bow but, is ridiculous. Yeah, but... The bow is kind of overpowered in there. If once you get the, yeah. the Lionel bows and you're just like, the Lionel bows oh, with the I'm bomb gonna put bows with the bomb arrows. Yeah, I shoot five wild. bomb arrows. Breath of the Wild's kind of a game about you know just powering up at your leisure. Yeah, too, and and kind of about doing anything you fucking okay, please. Okay, so if we're gonna go down that route, might as well just play Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. I mean, Monster Hunter is more action packed. It's really Monster Hunter is the kind of game I wasn't. I, I couldn't see myself getting into due to... I feel like you have to be a bit pretty dedicated player these days to get into that. Not that I'm, like, poo-pooing see, that. You would think that, and I would agree with you, anything before Monster Hunter World, and I like how Capcom was like, they thought about that, and they're just like, well, how can we make Monster Hunter a little bit more casual quote-unquote yeah that's a little what it, that's mostly what i've heard about uh, monster hunter world monster hunter world uh, is it sounds like it's best. like it's the best has a lot further appeal than because yeah monster hunter before that was kind of a niche game i played monster hunter i think it was try on the yeah. Wii, mm -hmm. and it was fine but I, it was like really heavy learning curve took yeah. 45 uh, minutes to kill one thing yeah, sometimes. It still and, does take that yeah, long. Yeah, but right. in Monster Hunter World, they made sure the monsters were like super animated and just mm. really fun to... Even the easy ones are fun to I, kill. I mm. feel like Breath of the Wild Scratch is more of the exploration itch. Yeah, and that's Monster kind of does. my thing with Breath like, of the Wild is I could that see how they could come out of like the same and, uh, seed. And again, yeah. I guess I'm not really more of an exploring guy yeah. like if i want to play a game to explore i'll play minecraft mm -hmm. but when i but that's exactly what i look for in a game which is exactly why i love breath of the wild so much because <sighs> literally every gameplay mechanic comes back to exploration i just feel i don't know i feel like breath of the wild is way overrated that people give it I kind of mm. I'm getting the same vibes as I did with The Last of Us. Like everyone thinks Last of Us is this perfect masterpiece but of you, a video game, and but they you really just, destroyed Death Stranding, which is what gets me because I feel like that game. I love Death Stranding, but I'll be honest with you, it wasn't as good as I thought it would have been. Okay. I played it for a little bit, and like I could see myself playing this game, and then getting bored of it really quick. Mm. And then I kind of dropped it. And I kind of loved it for the same reason. I actually beat it a couple of weeks ago. Um, was it like you had fun playing it though, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, since you're a big exploring guy, that's, that's again, right up yeah, your this is literally, I think, the only game that is as fun to explore as Breath of the Wild is. Oh, yeah. These, no, 100%. As far as I'm concerned, the top two games for exploration ever made are Death Stranding and Breath of the Wild. And what I like about Hideo Kojima is Kojima 
emphasizes strongly on I his... might throw Morrowind in there depending on the day, though. Not Hyper Rogue? Because <laughs> Morrowind is fucking amazing. Speaking of The Last of Us, Sorry. The Last of Us is going to get a new TV series on HBO. Why? See, it's already overhyped. I told you. <laughs> Overrated, overhyped. I t- so I thought this sounds kind of interesting. So I, think, I feel like it's going to Speaking of overhyped, compete Butterlord in... is coming out on the what 31st. What is the... Shut up. Uh, but anyways, uh, The Last of Us series, I think, is a kind of an interesting point on HBO, because I feel like it competes in a lot of different categories. HBO? Uh because HBO is going to put a buttload oh, of money into this. Great. If it's on HBO, we're going to see nudity. All the time. Hopefully not of Ellen, because she's underaged. Right. Uh, oh, we're going to see Joel Dick. I bet we're going to see Joel Dick. Probably. Beautiful. No, no. Mm. Uh, we might see a naked zombie. Lovingly rendered in 3D. You know a lot of uh, uh, 3D lot of cussing, animators. A right? lot of blood. Lot but of anyways, I think hard. it's going to be interesting, because I think it's going to compete pretty heavily with The Witcher uh, that kind of just came out on Netflix. The Witcher is the shit. Uh, I like that show, but I feel like it's going to have an interesting time kind of competing with this as another dark, edgy video game series, but this is going to have a way fucking higher budget, and I also feel like this is going to dip its toe into uh, competing with AMC's Walking Dead. Uh, You can compete with Walking Dead now. Walking Dead now is just... I feel like An it's empty trash bag in the wind. Yeah, I feel like it's not nearly as popular as it once was. I haven't caught up the last couple of seasons because I oh, canceled I my cable. I so watching it. I'm gonna catch up eventually, but I haven't got there. After, uh, after they got rid of the governor, that show just went downhill. Mm. The governor was the last good thing that ever happened to Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, the last piece of news and bo- well, actually, there is one more. Hold on, what was Uh-oh. I thinking? Butterlord comes out on the thirty-first. Butterlord apparently comes out on the thirty-fourth. I've been looking forward to that game for I'm literal just... years. Gee, Chris, really? what is Butterlord? No, Mount please. and Blade, Bannerlord. Wait, is it's just another version of Mountain Blade? It's the sequel that they've been working on for. So I want to say Mount- since twenty twelve. Is this Mountain Blade two? <laughs> yes. It's okay, coming out on the thirty first. It's called Butterlord. No, that's a that's a stupid meme name for it. Oh, because <laughs> because uh, literally my friend before I came here to hang out with you guys, he was just like, guys, we need to play Mountain Blade two when it comes out. Yeah, oh, now I remember the other piece month. of news. Huh? Uh, the other piece of news is also a uh, sexy video game show related. Uh, Castlevania season three is now streaming on Netflix. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah! And uh, it's got two and three. Yeah, uh, season two or season three, I think is the best one of them. Uh, really, it's got a lot of great character development. The story is just really interesting. Um, is kind of dark and creepy. Still Alucard. Um. Yeah. 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 Alucard still Alucard. A lot of interesting stuff happens with him actually, and uh, some other characters. Hmm, he the, meets. the son of Dracula. Yeah. A lot of stuff happens. Hmm. Yeah. He's. It's kind of gotta, funny because his story sort of a takes a back seat for a minute in the in season three but it sets up i think some interesting potential for what's going to happen in season four here you know you got uh, and there's admire. all sorts of crazy gay sex uh between alucard and trevor no alucard and some other guy oh and, oh, and okay. a chick that may be the other guy's sister i i was kind of ambiguous so on whether or not they related um anyways that was that was pretty good <laughs> Well, that's for me for a loop. Apparently, I'll you gotta, you gotta admire that's, Dracula, that's though. I mean, 
just having the balls to be like, yeah, I'm going to name my kid my name, but backwards. Right. <laughs> and the last, last piece of news is uh, Butterfinger. The, the candy? Candy bar. Okay. Is partnering with Square Enix. Oh, no. So basically, if you buy two Butterfingers, Crunch Bars, or Baby Ruths, you get free DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake. But don't, because the Nestle Corporation is fucking evil. I actually already did it, because it also comes with a free theme for my PS4 with Tifa, which is neat. Oh, Tifa. Any fanboy would do anything to lick chocolate off her abs. But actually don't. The Nestle Corporation really is fucking evil. I'm not joking. They're fucking evil. Jeez, Chris. Get political with us, will we? It's not that political (laughs) to say that people should be allowed to drink water. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're kind of terrible people. Yeah, I'm like... So don't there, there support Final Fantasy VII. Right. Go, go no, buy no, the no, game, no. but don't get your free DLC. No, no, no. Don't, don't the, even the buy DLC Final part Fantasy is VII. weird, because literally I was like, it's like, here's your free code for a Midgar bangle. I'm like, I don't know what that does, and I don't really care. I just wanted the theme, so just, I got two candy bars. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. Or don't buy Final Fantasy You're not VII. evil for... Although you no can also get a different for theme for free bars. just by downloading the... Uh, demo of Final Fantasy 7 Remake you'll get a different free theme uh, and both of them are pretty cool actually um, the or the Tifa one I feel like is very obviously like trying to make her boobs seem even bigger than they are in the remake though I have seen like, some interesting things remember when they revealed her and like the internet was like her boobs aren't as big as they were in the original what the fuck Square and like I oh, feel like let, this let me, theme is actually me, actively uh, trying to repair that relationship with that niche group of let fans. Let me uh, translate that for you, Square Enix. I'm mad at you because I can't masturbate to this. That's ta, exactly what. Ta 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 ta. Yes, ta tas. Ta ta. I'm accompanying you. I think we're done for now. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what Square Enix should do to battle those kind of fanboys? Drink a beer. No. Pay hentai artists. They should, you know, I'm emphasize more on Clouds cross dressing. You like, know oh, that was the interesting piece of fan art I saw. Earlier. Admittedly, Cloud isn't a blue haired anime boy, but he's still hotter than Tifa. I fucking said it. Oh, mouth of Sean. <laughs> See, they would just be like, oh, you want Tifa and her big boobs? Well, suck it. We're going to give you a cross-dressing. We're going to give you Cloud and his big boobs. Cloud, yeah. Cloud instead. <laughs> the entire game is just Cloud doing, you know, a bunch of... You remember, this, did you remember the scene where a bunch of burly gay men got in the hot tub with him and started groping him? Yeah. Did I remember that scene? Is that the Wait, one that happens take- if you get, like, the secret <laughs> costume or something? Didn't he take off his dress? Yeah. You need, you need to do it to take... Uh, no, he gets in a hot tub, and then a bunch of burly dudes get in the hot tub with, with him. With his dress still on? No, he's not wearing the dress at that time. So when the dudes eventually go, oh, he's got a dick. No, they're, they're, <laughs> oh. they're gay dudes. Oh, they're gay? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's like a whole Japanese. Oh, I thought they were like dudes that were just like, oh, look, a girl. And then they go into the hot tub, and they're like, she's got a dick. Eh. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens with that with Don Corleone. Corneal. Corneal? Con- Cor- basically Corn-hole? the guy you're cross-dressing for. Corneal. See, I didn't Corn-hole-ion? play Final Fantasy VII extensively, so... 
He was relatively early on in the game. Was no. he? Yeah, yeah, he was before you left Midgar. Huh. Yeah, you have to cross-dress to get in there, because he's, like, kidnapped Tifa and Eris. And I don't care what anybody fucking says, it's Eris, not Aerith. Is it Aerith or Eris? I mean... Like, officially. Depends on the translation. Yeah. Really? The, the original translation for the American localization said Eris, and basically every subsequent one has said Aerith. So, so of course, the fanboys are like, <coughs> Aerith. Yeah, and I'm hmm. just like, it It was Eris when I was a kid, and I'm not fucking changing. <laughs> like, if you want to say Aerith, that's fine, enough. but I'm, I'm never going Aerith. to get used to hearing Aerith. Aerith. It's like the Mustang fans freaking out when you have to say, when they say like 64 and a half. It's like, no, it's just a Mustang 64 or 65. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anywho, let's get into our video Car game topic, college. shall we? I was thinking Roy Mustang. The best Mustang. Now, I would eat chocolate off of his abs. Wow. And I'm not even gay. Mm. Mm. I'll drink chocolate milk. Dude, this is like actually less booze feeling than the last one I drank. Mm. Uh, it's pretty good. I don't taste very much of that. As much of the coffee as last time. I think uh, last time the glass was not as full, too, so I think uh -oh. maybe I put in a I put in a cup. I didn't remember the recipe. I think it maybe last time I only put in a half cup of milk. I'm not sure. Mm. So definitely got a little more of that uh, kick from the coffee last time. Like a Caucasian? Or? You're a Caucasian. It's not quite a Caucasian. I don't... I'm not sure what a Caucasian is. It's like a white Russian. Is that like an Asian with a cock? No, no, I no. That's a mai tai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dear lord. Shit. So the best villain-centric video games of all time. Borderlands Two. Yeah. I went there. Cool. Literally, that game is focused on the villain, and without Handsome Jack. Borderlands 2 wouldn't have been what it is. You know, I don't honestly remember any of the story of Borderlands 2. I just remember having so much fucking fun in that game because it, it was so, so much fucking good. fun. It was, like, that was you one of the best co-op shooters of all time. You still remember Handsome Jack, though, right? No, I literally don't remember any of the characters or any... I don't think I paid attention. I think my brother skipped most literally, of the cutscenes. Handsome scenes. Jack is the face <laughs> of Borderlands 2. Yeah. He was so popular in Borderlands 3, they made an entire DLC dedicated to him. Nice. Because they were just like, yeah, the fans won't stop whining about us. Was he as cool as Jack of Blades? Cooler. Whoa. I went there. Oh, snap. I mean, Jack of Blades was okay. Like, I, I don't think he was a great villain. He was Fable fine. Sucks. Fable was good. No. The first Fable was good. Mm. But short. Two was... Yeah. Mm, two, was two, two, two was... Pretty lame. Three, the combat was like way better, but the story was still kind of the story was horrible in three. Yeah, and and just the fucking menu system that it wasn't a menu, and you actually had to like like you pushed pause and you went into a oh, room and you had to walk your character to oh, other rooms to equip items or use potions. Guess who one hundred percented every fable? This <sighs> idiot right here. What the hell's wrong with you? One of my favorite video games that has a villain-centric kind of plot is um, uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed. That was actually really, really fun. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about a good Star Wars game, like Knights of the Old Republic. That was also a villain-centric game, but you didn't know it. 
<laughs> Spoilers. Oops. Uh, yeah, if you haven't played that game, Sorry. then that's it, your fault. It's super old. It's been out for a long ass time. I bought it on Steam, and then the Steam version like we were talking about original Xbox a minute ago. That was on originally. Bad computer or something, because I've beaten it multiple times on my PC. No, it just was not compatible. I I think so. The good old games version is like they update them for compatibility better, but the Steam version was just fucked. I have both on Steam, and I can play them both right now if I Hmm. want to. But Force Unleashed, I actually really like just the Wii controls. Was Star Killer the villain? Uh, he's the secret. Apprentice of Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah, that guy. That. that that was basically the only plot point I cared about because the script was not all that well written or presented. Mm. It was like, okay, you're a you're a bad guy with a lightsaber. Go kill some stuff. And I was Ooh, like, so. that's that's pretty fun. And just using the force powers with motion controls and moving your lightsaber with motion mm. controls, it was just a lot of fun to play. Uh, mm. Even if the villain himself was, eh, he was fine. I, I don't believe that there was enough time. Or no, when you, I, I, I just really didn't believe that Darth Vader could have had an apprentice to such capacity as this in secret. I thought that was a weird plot kind of rabbit hole to go down. And it was like, it was or fine. the but Emperor whatever. was so confident he didn't care. Could be. Because you saw episode nine, right? <clears throat> yeah. You saw how powerful he is. Yeah. He's a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. Uh, that's what I got on that movie. Um, Hardcore. Now, when when you mean Hardcore. when you mean a a, a villain centric game, do you mean like the entire story is focused around this villain and his story, or just the generic hero versus villain? You story? know, this podcast is about eighty percent an excuse to drink on Friday nights, so oh. it can mean whatever the fuck you want it to. Okay. So I could I, so I got a, I got a, what I would think is a good example, okay, which is uh, uh, Baldur's Gate two with uh, John Irenicus. Didn't play it. Who is I played Dark he, he's Alliance? A That's major the same piece thing, of shit. Right? He kidnaps no. you. I know, but he, sometimes it ticks off people when you say that. He kidnaps you. He kidnaps your adoptive sister, and mm-hmm. most of the game is just about undoing the stupid bullshit he did. Oh, uh, which is you know just being a huge so, baby. Another typical day in Baldur's Gate. Because uh, Baldur's Gate is literally bullshit magnet. Actually, this takes place in Um. Oh. Which is south of Baldur's Gate. Why they call it Baldur's Gate? Because the first game took place in Baldur's Gate. Oh, so, so that's where you came there's from. So you're Baldur's the same Gate, is there like a, another Wait, game so, that has hair? So that would mean I would make a Legend of Zelda game, call it Hyrule, <laughs> the video game, and then I'm going to make another video game, the Seasons of Oracles and t- whatever, and call it Hyrule 2. And fans are going to sit there and go, well, this doesn't take place in Hyrule at all. And Zelda then you're doesn't go, well, really... Hyrule 1 took place in Hyrule. Zelda doesn't I mean, really feature in Majora's Mask. Hyrule. She's not present at all in Link's Awakening. Really, if you think of that's it. The, that's the thing. That's the that's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's how stupid the name of a video game would be to name it off of a location that was in the first game. Am I wrong? No. Continue. I mean, I'm just saying that a lot of games have this same 
Yeah, I mean, like, every Final Fantasy on. is still called Final Fantasy. It's not yeah. a location, but it's still, like, none of them okay, are actually Okay, so what if they named every Final Fantasy after the location of the whatever in the very first Final Fantasy, whatever the... Elfland? Corneria. Welcome <laughs> to Corneria. Yeah, like, what if, what if we named every Star Fox... There was an 8-bit theater joke there. What if we named Peyton every Star it. Fox Corneria <laughs> 1, Corneria 2, Corneria 64, Corneria Assault, Corneria... But then everybody would be confused by the difference between Corneria 64 and Star Fox 64, which takes place on a planet called Corneria. No, no, <laughs> no. I have we the brains to rule the name Star Fox to <laughs> Corneria. So now you're going to sit there and play I'd Corneria. Cool you're going to play Corneria Assault. And like, I am... No. no. You're going to play word- Corneria Adventures. Yeah. Look, as, as like, long I as am- I don't get the Corneria virus, I think we're good. And you're going to be <laughs> playing Corneria Adventures. You're like, I have not left this dinosaur planet and this is not Corneria at all. So I have no idea why they called it Corneria. So, because it's got the it's guy from flawed, Corneria. What on I'm it. saying is, it's just a flawed way of naming your game. Fox McCloud. So, <laughs> I so mean, yeah, the elders most. Or you uh, could I mean, do it like Dungeon Siege Two, which was called. Uh, it had a subtitle of like the Black Throne or some such mm. thing, which never came up a single time in the entire story. There was no throne or, at all. It, it was just I've, a dungeon. Crawl. I've never beaten it in <laughs> Morrowind. Was an Elder Scroll ever present? Did you ever use an Elder Scroll in Morrowind? Th- they were referenced occasionally, but I don't think you actually could obtain them. I don't remember. Yeah, I think Skyrim had more Elder Scrolls I, than the I average Elder Scrolls. I wouldn't be surprised if it was somewhere in there, though, so because Morrowind is so fucking It doesn't make sense huge. to name a game series called Elder Scrolls when you rarely have the Elder Scroll itself in the game. To, like, be, to be fair, like, titles of games are mostly bullshit anyway. Like, yeah, I could call true. mine, like, the like, like the I have no idea the why balls. they call it Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, what is Horizon you can see Zero the horizon. Zero is a zero number. Dawn. And then dawns happen in the game. I assume. I haven't played it. Dawn happens at zero hundred hours. So Dawn really? like the sun coming up, or Dawn like the Gen 3 uh, Pokemon chick? You know what? You're right. Gen 4 Pokemon chicks. Title. There's also Gen interesting fan art. Of Video her. game titles suck. By fan art, do you mean hentai or fan art? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's milk. always funny to constantly remind the Pokemon community that makes the hentai that they're underaged. Misty's only 14. Canonically, she, I mean, she's a gym leader and she's already fourteen. That's so much progress at her age. I mean, I, when I was fourteen, I was just figuring out how to jack off. Right? <laughs> that's much more. Misty. <laughs> that's that's like super mature. And there's usually a mature category on porn sites, so this fits. Right? Do you know what blows my mind? Uh, Jesse and James are only like fifteen and sixteen in the show. I'm like. No, they're not. But they're, they're like twice adults. as tall as everybody. They're, they're full-grown adults. They look like it. They Fuck act like it. No, they don't act like it. They act like kids. But they, <laughs> they look like it. They literally That's the, the important look part. like straight-up adults. But then mm. when you look at Jesse and James' character profiles, they're just like 15 and 16. And you're like, what? I'm, I'm not sure which is the creepier trope. The Like the teenager who looks like an adult? Or like That's the 7,000-year-old... No, no, the thousand-year-old that looks like a kid is a lolly. Yeah, that's that. I think fucking that's creepier, Pura. but I'm not huh? sure which. Pura from Breath of the Wild was fucking Pura. awesome character. The Pura, Pura uh, the Shika, she was Impa's sister. Ah, oh. that uh, like made all your technology and shit. Oh right, because oh, okay. she de-aged into a kid. Yeah, that, that yeah. trope. 
I was thinking of the the or the, the little pink haired chick in Tales of Symphonia. Persea. Persea, yeah. I only played Tales of Vespera. Yeah. Which is on the Switch, and that I still need to beat it. It's good. It's also on sale until today, I think. Oh. So, well. yeah, if you're listening to this literally when I post late. it, it's probably too late. Yeah, it's, it probably goes down at, like, midnight Eastern time, so it was probably down an hour now, If ago. we're going to talk about true villains, anyone who <clears throat> thinks lollies are a legitimate yes is a villain. It's pedophile, kids. I mean, I agree with Peyton's sentiment. It's pedophilia, buddy. Don't do it. That's what we were talking about. Pedophilia. Villains. Villains. <laughs> pedophilia. We haven't only been talking about that, that for 20 minutes yeah, or so. Only villains. No, not even villains do pedophilia. Like, that is, that is, you have heroes, villains, and then you have Sick pedophiles. Sick Do you know that the author of Yoroni Kenshin got pulled on child porn? Yoroni Kenshin. Yeah. They are, yeah. Kenshin. Yeah. So... They arrested him, they put him on trial, they convicted him, and they said, That's okay, here's a fine of 20,000 yen. Rurouni Kenshin was like a good fucking He only got a show. fine? No jail time? It's Japan. Oh, yeah, like the they, legal... They, they don't, they don't know, care... They Just, say the legal age of consent there is 14, but is that really true? I have no idea. Yeah, well, it's... Let's see. Because basically, you know how, you know how their Americans system is fucked up in a lot of well, ways. Well, you know how Americans will believe anything. Anybody around the world will believe anything on the internet. Abraham Lincoln said that you can believe anything that you read on the internet. See, like literally, you. Link- Thanks, Abe. You know he, they call He's him honest. Abe. Honest, they call right? him honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, he invented the bicycle and the cheese grater, oh. and he uh, invented the log cabin. I think that's I true. Yeah, he yeah, that's true. You heard it here first. Yep. Internet. And, and he helped uh, Colonel Sanders and Jesus true. Christ oh my invent the uh, taco could, cult, which Chris we, and I both worship. Yeah, the Trinity. And Peyton is a. Uh, I like burritos. Lesser member of. Yeah. The burritos are great. Shut your mouth. Yeah. No, they're I mean, fine. They're, they're, but like, the, like we're the leaders. Fine. I mean, yes, they are fine. They're fine. They're amazing. They're fine. Burritos. Fine. Fine. In my opinion, are better than tacos. Yeah. Which you is can like take that in different ways too. Yeah. Friend, That's what she to, said. I think you need to pause the podcast. So we can eat Peyton or Yeah, so we can eat Peyton. Hmm. No, I'll stab both of you in the neck with tacos. He pays us dues, so I, I call it good. Okay. That's Fair my enough. thought. Speaking of which, you owe me back like twenty tacos. Me? Probably. You have to pay me dues, don't you? You're a lesser member. Because I'm the captain of our cult. That's how it I works. bet nobody listening right now has any fucking clue what we're talking about. So are we done with the villains thing? Uh, or do we have any other things to... So we just name a video game we think, and we don't go into deeper discussion about this? I mean, we do, but we you get guys, sidetracked very easily. You guys need to like really pin down this whole podcast. I mean, our, our podcast is like 85% derailing Bullshit. thing, but somehow we're like derailing ourselves even more than usual it's pretty great i think i guess yeah uh, peyton having you here has derailed this more than usual is that a good thing or a bad thing i think it's a good thing yeah um, look i because our 29 subscribers don't listen for consistency they listen for weird bullshit yeah and occasionally like when we interview like an rpg guy yeah that guy was cool yeah. which one both of them both of them yeah all two all two of all them. two of them <laughs> you said the next topic for tonight was um, we can move to our table talk if you want 
Yes, please. All right. Um, very much. How and when to play evil characters and how to help them work with a good or neutral party as your part as the GM. See, I follow RPG horror stories on Reddit, mm-hmm. and I listen to a few YouTube channels. Um, I would highly mm-hmm. recommend uh, my personal favorites, Neckbeardia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard it right. Neckbeardia. <laughs> nice. They're amazing. I love them. Shameless plug for those guys. No, seriously. Those guys are great. Listen to them. Um, they do D&D or just tabletop um, horror stories or glory stories, too. Like, they'll mm-hmm. talk about... Glory holes. No, not glory holes, Chris. No. Um, and I notice usually when players that try to be evil in a, you know, in a group, they do it wrong. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, when you sit there and think, well, I'm an evil character, so... The evil character would sabotage everything the group is doing in turn. Evil. Yeah. And then in turn, you ruin the fun for everyone playing yeah. at the table. And that's just Because I feel like move. that's kind Don't of the, one of the dick. things. Yeah, is there's there's an unwritten rule in D&D that no matter what your character is, Don't you should help the party. And there's, there's a very big difference between playing an evil character yes. and playing a dick character. See, it's... It's not the same thing, and I feel like there's a misconception that you yeah. cannot have one without the other, or or you at least you can't See, have an evil character who's think, not a dick, think about but it. you totally can. Think about it. If you're an evil character, what are you mostly? <laughs> Selfish, right? You're trying to, you know, progress your own... A lot of the time, yeah. Yeah, you're trying to progress your own needs or desires or whatever so mm, what better than to have a bunch of people the players who are willing to you know help you mm. out yeah and you might manipulate them <laughs> exactly. into one thing or another but you shouldn't be overtly like taking over the party i still sean's magical oh. ring of protection yeah, and you're yeah like, that's one of these things is i was that? i was hearing well a guy, now we're going to kill you Right. Yeah. yeah, I was hearing a guy complain about this that all evil characters are like stealing stuff from the party or or ganking the rogue for no reason yeah. or stuff yeah. like that. It's like no, it's funny. usually that's, that's a the that's job. a terrible player. Yeah, and, right. <laughs> and usually, and I also want, I kind of want to play devil's advocate on this, or I don't know what you call it, but you can also be an equally as quote unquote evil character by being lawfully good too. Mm-hmm. So you know the stereotypical horrible stigma around the lawful good paladin yeah where you're a dick because you think everyone should follow your rules Uh and in turn you're not really you know how when things become so lawful they're no longer they're doing more harm than good that's what you call judge dread yeah, and I, I feel like that's what a lot of paladin players mm-hmm. do. I kind of actually understand how made a character works. sort of based on him with that's a kind of a splash just... of Two Face. I called him the captain because he's mm-hmm. just he's all military. That's all he lives for. And so as soon as he got a rank, he's like, "This is my name now." And then he got upgraded. Yeah. To, and so he's like, "I am the captain. That's all I need to know. I am the military. I enforce the law." And so actually, I played that as a uh, neutral or a lawful neutral rather than lawful good because that's what I feel like Judge Dredd is because yeah, you're, you're like, you're enforcing the law whether or not it is objectively good or evil. Like, somebody has but, maybe a justification for this thing, I still uphold the law. And when it comes to weird gray areas, that's where I kind of splashed in this two-face idea yeah. is I would carry around a coin. And so when I got to an issue where I was like, 
this is where the law does not have jurisdiction. And so I will leave you up to the ultimate law, the law of chance. <laughs> I flip my coin, and, and depending on the results of that, I, I, I thought it was a really fun character to roleplay. But in but some cases, I did just as, you know, harmful things. things. Yeah. yeah, not necessarily evil, but, but harmful things as an evil character that's would. Not, that's what I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, you know how the... the, the the lawful paladin player who doesn't understand how a paladin truly plays. I'm the babysitter. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and when, you know, when the rogue right? is... When the rogue is like, oh, how much are these tapestries worth? I'm going to make an appraise check. And the paladin's just like, stop looking at the tapestries. Or the paladin, like, the paladin just won't yo. say anything. He'll just turn to the DM and go, I attack the rogue. And you're like, the fuck are you doing? He goes, oh, well, he's going to steal. And that's what I do. I uphold yeah. the law. And you're like... You're done being yeah. a villain or whatever. You're now being a right. dick. Yeah. So again, Stop. there's there's a way to do this that works well with the party. You know. Uh, Just remember, you can maybe role play that a little. You know, like oh, yeah. I'll make a spot check, see if I notice the rogue, and the exactly. rogue is probably sneaking around behind everybody's backs exactly. anyways. So he would then get a stealth check, and then at that point, you're like, do I notice him? If I do, maybe I'll be like, hold on, your guy, we're gonna do this. But then the rogue could also role play back oh we are stealing from an evil person and we're going to give half the money to charity and he might be flat out fucking lying charity's my but... sister <laughs> <laughs> right yeah but there's like... there's there's role play to be had here i, I remember and that's much more interesting than just skipping that over so there's remember... there's a right way to play that too i feel like i remember when i played a paladin in your pirate campaign mm -hmm. and you know Everyone in the group was just like, "How, Peyton? How are you going to play a paladin amongst pirates? Paladins are lawful good people. These are pirates." They're like, "I got it." So I, my dump stat was intelligence. So my paladin was super stupid, and every mm -hmm. time the pirates did something piratey, like pillage or kill or you know, they would turn to my paladin and go, "You know, my paladin would get angry, be like, why are you killing these innocent people?" And the pirates would go. They're actually evil cultists, and we're purging. And my paladin would go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are evil." And yeah. then I would help. <laughs> and it's, it's. I think that's a cool thing to build it into your character sometimes yeah. too, a way to role play around this. And even if you you don't you don't have to, because there's I don't think there's a wrong way to play, yeah. except for being a dick. That You're is the wrong dick. way to play. If, but other than that, there is no wrong way to if play. Your actions makes another player uncomfortable or offended you're doing it wrong yeah i'm straight and now say that here's here's an interesting thing uh on that note i once killed another player character without making him salty was that when you threw the bastard sword at owen's gish no or whatever that, it was? that was Actually, he that wasn't was an salty accident. either, but that was an accident because that was technically you could call that the boss killing him because the boss had this redirect ability on literally. You it was like a contingency. I Kyle. still it killed was Kyle. Kyle. Who sorry, sorry, Kyle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you but a player? I oh, did kill a player Reese? character. It was Reese. <laughs> so so we're all in this swamp. I might have told this story on the podcast before. I'm not sure, but I'll tell it again because it's have. fun. Yeah, but uh, we're all in this swamp, and Reese's character falls into the swamp, and within the swamp is a bunch of zombies. So he's, like, unconscious, drowning in swamp water, and there are zombies in the water trying to eat him. 
And I have just it's leveled true. up recently and gained this ability that I can now create a zombie minion that's like better than other zombie minions and it retains class levels and it levels up with me and stuff like that. Well, so stop it's, cherry it's, picking. You casted inflict wounds on him. Well, yes, but <laughs> but I but I hit it so well and. Plus, he was literally, without me doing anything, he would have died the next anyway, round. Yeah. So he was, like, literally already making up another character. Would, and I yeah. was like, I'm gonna save him, guys. And I had two of my zombie minions jump in the swamp, pick up his, you know, dead almost corpse. dead. He was almost dead. He was not quite dead. And they threw him up on board. He's, he's at dead. Yeah, he's at, like, negative eight or something. You die at negative ten. And so I'm just like, oh, let me try my healing magic. I'm not very good at this. I haven't practiced very much, and I and I cast bleed, which makes him automatically fail his destabilize his stabilization check when he's bleeding and dying. So I'm just like casting this repeatedly on him until he finally dies. And like literally, when I cast the spell the first time, the Reese actually the player comes over to me and he's like, uh. You didn't say what spell you cast, but I'm I'm the guy here. Can can I know? And I was like, yeah, okay. And I showed him the spell, and he's like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> and so I I I killed him outright. And this player was like, that was kind of to your thing. And literally, my yeah. my character was dead anyway. So there's even a way that that. That's a very conditional thing. I would not recommend killing other player characters most of the time. Just don't do it. But even that is like, if it works out, sometimes it works out. As long as you're not being a dick about it. Uh, and sometimes, and, and sometimes the player yeah. wants their character to die because yeah. they're just like, I'm done playing yeah. this character. And some, you, you've got to kind of read the situation too, and, yeah. and be like, okay, is this a major, major dick move? Because like, if if it was a different player in that situation, then I might have actually just saved him, right? And cast false life on him or something. Yeah. Because uh, cause that, that's actually one of the things I did that I thought was really clever to hide the fact that I failed my healing magic, quote-unquote, on him, is that later another one of our players was actually Josh got uh, knocked out, and he's playing like this fire sorceress, and I run over to her and cast false life on her and heal her up. I'm like, oh, my healing magic worked this time. And they're like, oh, wow, he does know healing magic. That's a good thing to have in our back pocket. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. And it was, it was like, Okay, like the players at that point were totally on to me, but the characters yeah. had no reason to believe it. And but everybody was cool about it. Uh, but that's a thing. Also, if your players aren't going to be cool about it, don't fucking do it. Right? Yeah. And it again, it's very situational. And if mm. one of your players is, even if one of your players is uncomfortable with the. You know, you as the DM, I feel like it is your responsibility to make sure every single player at your table is comfortable. Huh. And well, it's not just the DM's responsibility; it's everyone's it, yeah, responsibility. Yeah. But you, as of the course, DM, the DM is kind of the, the curator game, of that. Yeah, you're yeah. running the game, and when one of your players gets offended, and the DM just kind of like you know swats it aside, it's it's very backstabbing. It's, it, that's what it feels like, and I've been in that situation before and it's just it's really horrible and stupid that when players act like dicks and they kind of get away with it 
because everyone else at the tables is okay with it's it. It's a social dynamic problem, not a game problem. Exactly. That's the problem. And, you know, we're all human, so eventually, inevitably, that's going to get, yeah. uh, you know, involved into the role-playing of the whole mechanic. I don't know. It's, uh, so What I will say is... On that, on the topic of playing an evil character, is usually most people that we would call evil probably see themselves as the good guy. So a more kind of, and yeah, they'd a, work with the party even if they were like completely amoral. They'd be like, "I'm gonna torch this village to say I have to burn this village down to save it." If yeah, you're that kind of person, to, they might still work with the party and consider them like their trusted allies. And be evil and just oblivious to, to it. Build off of that. I was actually, I was actually, I can't remember if I was reading or listening <clears throat> to a story. Um, this DM was holding two separate D and D campaigns. One of them was um, this player and his group. They like um, this player becomes this super powerful lich, and instead of using his lichdom for evil. He used his lichdom to travel around the world, um, topple empires and ty uh, tyrants and stuff, and replace him with um, benevolent good <coughs> kings and stuff. And then he literally abolished all, you know, labor, and he made all of his undead minions do all the farming, all the cleaning. So literally, people lived in paradise, even though it was ran by zombies and benevolent kings. And he transformed this entire world into it. And then on his final deathbed, he looks at, you know, he was like, before I die, you know, of old age. No, he doesn't become a lich. I'm sorry. He instead, through magical means, lives for a very long time. And on his deathbed, he goes, I want to look at my world that I created one last time. And he sees, uh, you know, tyrants have taken their spots again. They have created slavery and stuff. And he goes, what happens? I created this perfect world well the dm didn't tell the you know the super powerful wizard guy that his other campaign is a group of quote-unquote heroes fighting against all of his <coughs> actions they see undead working in the field so they immediately think oh undead are attacking this village so they go over and attack the undead fucking idiots yeah so literally <laughs> like what you were saying Evil and good is just a point of perspective. In those heroes, this wizard guy is the evil guy. Because the DM straight up said he was the BBEG in their campaign and vice versa. And hmm. I thought that was such an interesting, cool dynamic. It was a kind of a cool take on it, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, it really makes you wonder and think, like you were saying, what is considered good and evil in the world of D&D, where you can do literally anything you want? Well, in another campaign, I, playing a wizard who has finally become a lich, who is doing his damnedest to take down Orcus. Oh, uh, oh my. Because Orcus represents... Dear Lord. Because Orcus could take control of him were he in the vicinity. Are, are you trying to steal his wand? <laughs> No, well, uh, yes, kind of. Steal but the wand. At, but the wand actually killed his cousin? What? So his cousin was using the wand, and they were in fighting. They were like, there's oh, this Oh, because the wand has the, has the kill effect on it. 
Yeah, the, the, but the cousin was like, oh shit, we're fighting this plant monster, what do I do? And he's like, uh, uh, kill plant monster! And he wasn't powerful enough, and the wand overwhelmed him, and yeah. he, he ripped open and Orcus tore out. Oh. And that's oh. how the apocalypse started. Well, the wand, the wand has a disintegration effect on it for people who aren't powerful enough. It's like something like in the rules where when someone who isn't Orcus uses it they have to roll like a a, i think like a percentile dice or something this was this was kind of like a homebrewed thing but there's like something similar going on. there's an official rulings for the wand of orcus and it's if you can get it to work it's disgustingly powerful if you're a lich you want that on your side but if you do not make the checks to control and use it you (laughs) just the thing is off the face this lich this lich has gone out of his way to commit uh human sacrifices so a normal lich. Yeah, he's a normal just a normal lich. But he has every reason to cooperate with the party because their goals are aligned. Yeah, there you go. Or even if your goals aren't aligned, like what if you're trying to do world domination? You're like, well, I'm gonna play these party of heroes like fools for now. You know, if I venture with them long enough, I'll eventually gain enough power, magical items and stuff. You know, like at the end of every dungeon gonna, raid. You know what? I'm gonna talk to the demo gorgon. And I'm going to see if I can get his help beaten Orcus. There you which go. is exactly what happened. So then you can literally go to the party and go, hey, you can come up with some bullshit excuse. You'd be like, hey, I made a pact with the Demogorgon. Uh, can we go, you know, talk to the Demogorgon? And you're like, and the party, I bet you, I guarantee you the party is going to go, sure, we'll help our buddy out. And then, but in reality, you're just using them as like a tool to further progress your... It is kind of funny that he's the only one not fighting Orcus directly. And... He's just like, take these items! And the fact that the party <laughs> doesn't pick up on that is what I think is amazing because I then, think the party... No, though. No, out of character or the characters? They... No, they... So... So a lot out of the party, character. A lot of the party is on par. They're not nearly as... Black Mage Wizardington, Evil Wizardington, as uh, this guy you. is. But they're like on one of the guys got Are like a demon bound to his soul. Doesn't mean you're evil. Yeah, he's he's less evil than uh, this. Than you know how many teams I, I played that just go around and just cause chaos for the hell of it? But then he's in the party with a bunch of you know like lawful, lawful good type clerics. <coughs> Whatever works, man. And yeah. those lawful good clerics could just. You know, like, we're on a mission to free the sun. <laughs> we're exactly. on a mission from God. So literally, your dark elf wizard lich guy could just be in the back and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna release the sun god," and then in the process, I'll like try to reap the benefits of this. You know, Halo told us to kick this guy's ass. It's Tuesday, and I'm wearing sunglasses. And I'm all out of sunglasses. I'm inter- Wait, what? <laughs> that that can't. I I have a feeling that campaign's going to end this weekend, so I'm interested to see how it ends. Just but, blow everything up. Just blow everything yeah, up. I'm now at the point where I have unfathomable arcane power, but I can't really control it. Well, so either he's gonna blow everything up, or Orcus is gonna blow everything up. No, right? Orcus doesn't blow things up. He just raises a lot of undead and they just throws them at I want people. Orcus's death so that he can't control me, so that I can be a lich in peace. Is he a devil or a demon? I can't he's remember. A demon. He's a demon. So you he's gotta go to the prince. abyss. Yeah, we're in the abyss. Oh, which circle? Uh, There's literally over like a thousand or something like that circles. In the well, we are on Pazuzu's lair and then... Oh. Oh, yeah. have fun with that. That's why I like hell better, because hell only has nine circles. 
where the abyss is just like an infinite amount of layers and you're like well that's just i like the infinite layers you know you're gonna be like huh i don't remember where we are what's with all these webs i just like playing tieflings are my favorite race in D D, and i love playing tieflings from a devil um bloodline because i just love manipulate like my favorite marvel character of all times loki and if loki was a DD character he especially would be a tiefling with a devil bloodline because he's so good at manipulating people and using his diplomacy and stuff he causes chaos and that's what i love about those kinds of characters so devils in my opinion are cooler and better than demons because demons just show up they pull out their flaming swords and just start wreaking havoc where the devil would more or less go hey you should go cause war on this country i mean Why? that's what the Here's stupid ABC. demons do yeah that, I'm like, oh, well, if, you're if right. you're Pazuzu, you show up and you Some demons, and you say the words, I will answer nine questions for you for free, and then other player goes, nine? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm putting some people on blast, sorry. So some some Yeah, it's it's very difficult on the lines between playing between an evil character and being a dick. Yes. Yeah. And and I wouldn't really say being evil is exclusive to being a dick, because I play with players who have played good characters, but they're also dicks. Yeah, so kind of on that note, we're going to derail because I got another beer of the week! Oh, no. So the other beer of the week is also Odell Brewing Company, a Wolf Picker Experimental IPA. Ooh. It's uh, this one's uh, maltier than most IPAs. It's not like super malty, but it's like got a nice little malty backbone, nice. Um, and nice crisp kind of flavor generally. Mm. A little help. hazy, kind of fruity. Uh, that's pretty good. I'm gonna put that at a 14. Hmm. Um, a 17. 14 out of 17. Oh. Pretty good. Would you say plus two beer? Would you say you like this or that better? I don't know. I haven't had that one in a long ass time. So maybe I'll have one of those after this if we're still drinking by then, or maybe I'll have one next week. And then you post like and a we'll, two second clip. We'll compare. Just saying, I like this one better. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Just look for that well, on my YouTube they channel. I'll be two like videos today. <laughs> One's only two seconds long. Finding. But reason. anyways, also on that note, uh, so as GM, what do you think it would be? Uh, prudent to do if you had a player in this situation who kind of wanted to play a character That's that was evil. really maybe even not necessarily evil now that we've put it kind of in a different light but directly opposing the general alignment and or goals of the party uh, well, I'd be like you gotta find a reason that your your character is working with the party they might ha- if you don't have a good enough reason they might kill you and I'd be fine and so I'd be fine with that. I mm. was talking to Owen a few months ago, and Owen told me that he uses our dynamic Sean uh-huh. as a good example to yeah. his players that he's playing with right now. He's just like uh-huh. my players, Peyton and Sean. Peyton played a lawful good paladin, and Sean played a was a. I was a necromancer. Were you a lawful good or I was lawful, lawful evil. You were lawful evil. Yes. So he had two opposite sides of the spectrum and mm. and he said they somehow found ways to work with each other. Uh-huh. Because, you know, my paladin is all about she hates 
undead because undead literally ravaged and killed everyone she knew and loved yeah and then here and you are here accidentally just... getting into a team with me and i'm just like literally surrounded by zombies at all times so <laughs> and so owen, i'm like i don't want to get hit i'm fucking squishy <laughs> so owen was uses our dynamic as like prime example number one as mm -hmm. like this is how players from two different opposite sides of the spectrum can come together and play together and not kill each other every session because, you know, because the only reason why my paladin attacked your necromancer was because she was biding her time, eventually finding a, an opening to attack you. But your necromancer was like, well, these guys are really powerful at what they do. They have a knack on finding more powerful weapons and artifacts and stuff, so I'll use them to gain more power. And if they die, that's more bodies for me. So, <coughs> like you were saying, Chris, if you're going to build a character that has very much opposite mm -hmm. um, motivations or whatever. Yeah, they uh, need to find a reason to work together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of explained it once as like, uh, well, you recycle your plastics when you're done with them why can't i recycle people yeah <laughs> um, well that sounds like a reasonable argument to me <laughs> and I, I know i know i praise these guys Something like that yeah left and right but like the cast of critical role when you look at each of the characters backstories each of their backstories are completely going in a different direction <laughs> like this character wants to do this this character wants to do this and like they're in complete opposite directions <laughs> uh, depending on which campaign they have campaign one and campaign two in campaign one you have one of the guys who straight up made a deal with a demon and he just wants to go on a blood feud tirade of killing everyone who ever wronged him and you literally have characters in the party that uh, directly oppose this <laughs> and yet they somehow somehow didn't be dicks to each other and they somehow found ways to integrate it into character development and to the story. Yeah. Instead of just straight up getting across the table and be like, you're being an idiot. I'm going to kill your character right here, right now, because yeah. you're going again. And no, no. They're just like, well, what would my character do in this situation? Remember, you know, in-character conflict is not an excuse for in for dickery. If you ever say... In-character conflict doesn't have to lead to PvP. It doesn't have to lead to real life hard harsh feelings yeah if you particularly ever, if like if you ever come to a situation of pvp in your sessions it better be for a damn good reason like if like this is the, like a final showdown or something or like a very tense snowball fight where you're disagreeing on the course of action to take or like you know stereotypical paladin do we build and, our fort or do we throw snowballs at those fucks yes <laughs> So like the stereotypical like paladin and rogue, like the rogue is trying to steal something, the paladin goes, no. And you know, it's very obvious that the paladin or the rogue is doing something that the paladin literally will not let just the rogue, get away. The rogue writes on a note card and hands it to the DM and the DM look and says, I robbed the orphan I robbed the little orphan boy. And the DM looks up like That's kidnapping. <laughs> no, I'm robbing. robbing him. I'm robbing him. Uh, I'm stealing all this stuff. His, like, fucking raggedy-ass teddy bear. Yeah. And maybe his allowance of one piece of bread per day. And even still, if you are <laughs> going to do a PvP session, if you can 
try don't kill the player. Like, <laughs> if you're the paladin and you want to stop the rogue, just beat him senseless. I feel like... I literally also had a kind of a plan for when you would inevitably <laughs> try to... Because I feel like eventually Silas and... Do you really think I didn't have a plan for your plan? I mean, no, I assumed you have a plan for my plan. But and I had still won't tell you what I it is. I had plans already. Yeah. I still won't tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. And I had a plan. Well, I think I have Chris, told you, you what my plan was. Well, literally, twice. you literally <laughs> have zero plans I whenever we play. Did, you literally just roll with it. I did cast the spell Duplicate Self in the last session after gathering, uh, gaining unfathomable arcane power, and then the universe started to fill up with me. So Kinky. I... So before the universe filled up with me completely, I cast a spell called Warm So I feel self. like we've gone full circle from Steve Jobs penetrating the planet what? to Chris okay, penetrating the universe. <laughs> stay on topic. <laughs> I'm staying on topic. That's exactly what Chris just said. <laughs> Is there anything else we want to say on this topic? I usually uh, have a plan. I think we made it. I think we... Yeah, like, I think we're if not... If you're going to be evil, yeah, don't be make evil. sure it aligns with the party. And if it doesn't, <clears throat> come up with an excuse. Like a very good, very, you know, I'm just going to use these party use this party as puppets mm. in my man, in my grandmaster plan. It's what and my... And don't ca- be a dick. It's if, what my character mm, would do is a bad is excuse. The, one of the worst excuses I've ever heard. Unless you're like, I want to have a fun interplay with these other players. Do you know what... Do you know which is like, a different thing. Do you know what's like yeah. a good time when you a should Big ask, Daddy Bacon Cheeseburger? No. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. Do you know what would be a good time to say that? <laughs> you can tell we're from Colorado. character would do? Is if you're doing something that like doesn't affect the party whatsoever. Like... I was playing last Saturday, and I was doing a drinking contest with orcs, and I'm a tiefling. Tiefling doesn't do so well with the orcs. Mm-hmm. So my I'll friend, drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> my friend Jake was just like, hey, Peyton, uh, roll a constitution check. And I'm like, well, my tiefling's not very good at constitution, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slip a poison in the other orc's drink to make him sicker than me. And pass out. And then you guys did a bit from the Princess Bride. Exa- yeah, literally. And I was just, because I, I sat there and I, I thought, cane powder. And I, I literally sat there and I was just like, what would my character do? Oh, he's like a trickster. That's exactly what he would do. That's what my character would do. And it didn't affect the party, but it made the situation so much more fun. And like everyone at the table was laughing and we were having fun because we were just literally sitting there going, what would our player do in this situation? I No, wait. That's exactly what he'd expect. I'll slip the poison into my own drink because while I'm not looking, he'll suspect trickery and switch our drinks around. See, joke's on him. <laughs> it's not really hard to be smarter than an orc. It really isn't. <laughs> Especially when this country full of orcs think you'll never shoot him in the back of the head, which See, I've just, done repeatedly. It's just racism. <clears throat> It's just regular old racism. Are you no, racist against No, my orcs? buddy Jake built this world of orcs based off of the Warhammer orcs. They're dumb <clears throat> as bricks, but they're super tough. So Nice. All right. With that, I think we're done with our uh, table topic here. So now the next topic is Chris brings a thing. What? I'm actually glad Peyton's here for this one, too, because this is on downtime and domains, and this is the 5th edition version of this book. I love 5th edition. And I actually have 
four copies of this because I backed the Kickstarter uh, at as high a level as I could. Ah. To put it in perspective, the amount of knowledge that Sean and Dan have on Pathfinder is me on 5th edition. Like, I love 5th edition so much, I know it like the back of my fucking hand. Well, this is a book that's systems for DMs for how to handle downtime for their players. And Scott thinks. Oh, like, like down. Like oh, downtime. Like I thought this was a brand new system. No. Oh. Oh, so like when the players like arrive in a brand new city yeah. and there's nothing to do. Right. It's like. This has the list of things to do. There's like, like orgies oh, or like oh, magical oh. research or like philanthropy. Or like oh, I wanna, I'll, I'll get I'll into and out trip. of and into and out of and into and out of one of those things repeatedly. Yeah. You know, this is a good book. When I see drinking and orgies, and you flip the page and you see sacrifice, I like <clears> this <throat> book already. Okay, yeah. I'll drink to at least two of those. So Courtney Campbell, I, I I think it's not a secret that Courtney Campbell is probably one of my favorite authors in this whole kind is, of scene. Is this is that who the author is of this book? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh. And on downtime and domains is one of those really useful things for uh, oh, look. just letting your players push buttons. They even signed it for yeah. you. He, he, signed, he signed all those copies for me, nice. which was nice. Uh-huh. Uh, what a nice guy. Yeah, they, they got generating henchmen. Can't tell you how many times I would sit there and go, what kind of henchmen could I use? They I got... Th- Honestly, I think... I always let make Hinchman, like, super fucking generic. I'm just like, it's a mage. He's got, like, magic missile. It's fucking it. But what I like about... I like... What I like There's about... There's an orc. He throws darts. What I like about your DMing style, Sean, is that you're just kind of... You kind of, like, use randomizers. I do. I, I actually... That's one of the things that I'm fun. trying to build into our tabletop RPG that we're kind of co-developing as well is that literally at the end of the book it's going to actually probably be more pages of random tables than the rest of the book is you'll probably like this table 100 obnoxious peasants this is fucking amazing that's a table and there's a bunch of tables like this in this book uh i'm working on a table of 100 random villains right now for just like oh uh shit i don't know what the next plot point is um uh oh an orc berserker with a fetish for watching crossbows penetrate ear holes is uh what <laughs> the ear oh no the ear hole piercer he's in, the ear hole penetrator he's in town yeah uh so this this is definitely up my alley if it's got more shit like this uh obnoxious peasants this is great so i'll just read a random ass one here Aubrey Claymore, a large merchant who is a big deal around here, demands she gets first chance to buy any relics or non-coin treasure, if you know what's good for you. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Billy Rabbitfoot is convinced he is the luckiest peasant alive, boasts dungeons, traps, and monsters are easy for him, follows adventurers around, belittling their achievements. What a dick. So if you take him out <laughs> with you hilarious. on an adventure, he just dies I would buy this book like probably. table. And I don't. He doesn't die like to a goblin. Like a random snake will cross the road, go up, bite him patrons. on the ankle, and he dies. Hand snakes. Example: mercenaries and companies hand snakes. hiring henchmen. Yeah, hand snakes were the second deadliest thing in a game I played in for a long time. Oh lord, of course, because it's Chris. He's got to always make those stupidly horrible, snakes. lethal. I, I mean, this was the one I played in. I need tea. I need tea. Ooh, rasp. 
Raspberry. Raspberry. Raspberry is the best. I was thinking next time you come on the podcast, I'll bring you, I'll make you some uh, tea. So. (laughs) You make me a Long Island iced tea? Or a hot toddy or something. That wouldn't be too bad. Um, I just made a hot toddy-ish thing the other day. I put some gin in some uh, breakfast tea. I will not touch anything with gin in it. Okay. So good to know. Not um, a juniper guy. Actually, I think I made that for you, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. That was an earl. Yeah. It was a gray earl. Gin is powerful. Ironically, made with English breakfast tea because I didn't have any earl grain. Powerfully flavored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So on yeah. downtime and domains, I think that's on Drive Through RPG, and I am happy to have four copies of this book. Yeah. Which, so what would you rate that book on a scale of three to seventeen? Uh sixteen. Give it a seventeen. Ooh, a full seventeen. Fuck yeah. yeah. I mean, I got I got a lot of bias, I'd say, but yeah, yeah. Which I gotta I gotta say, if you have an artist that you like on Kickstarter or whatever, they're making art cosplays, books for new modules or whatever, support the ever-loving shit out of them. If you have money. No, you don't even have to have money. If you don't have the money, like I don't, I literally, so I follow an artist. Share it on Twitter. Yeah, that's what I do on my Twitter. I follow an artist and a cosplayer. I love her cosplays and art so much. I don't have the money because I'm You just got like two boners when she made that Marnie one, didn't you? Dude, she's really good at what she does. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta admit she's really good at what she does so i'm just like cool i can't support her financially as of now because i'm trying to save up money to move out but when i finally do i will be i'd be more than happy to go to her patreon give her like 10 bucks a month or whatever mm-hmm. and just because yeah but in the meantime support what i like your people yeah what i like to do is i like to like and retweet her uh her art and her cosplays because mm-hmm. if you see her raftalia cosplay from uh Sword, a shield hero, mm-hmm. it's like perfect. I've never seen a Raftalia cosplay as good as hers. So, and she's not the only cosplayer I follow either. Like, right, I follow yeah. a ton of them. On I don't it. follow a ton, but I really like them when they come across my feed. And I, I, I've seen several of the one you're talking about and several other ones that you retweet occasionally. Yeah, so if, like I said, <coughs> art, like it, I don't care if it's a Patreon, a Kickstarter, like mm-hmm. you're probably, your probably favorite one is Wormwood. Right? No, no, I'm sorry. Um, Wormwood's a good one. No, Wormwood um, is good. Uh, Hungry Dog, right? Uh, like a Dogmite. Or Dogmite. Dogmite Gaming, yeah. Uh, they follow have, them. They, they do have Kickstarters have fairly often. And yeah. They've got all sorts of cool stuff just on their website, too. I usually just... Uh, the stuff that I've bought has mostly been in stock from them. Uh, so then it's like basically ready to ship right away instead of having to wait. I did have, I, I had my GM screen custom made, yeah. uh, but that, that was kind of fucking pricey, but it's but still, like the coolest GM screen in the world. If you have an yeah. artist or a and d group, like I love Critical Role to death, so I buy their stuff to support them for what they do. Mm-hmm. But, and I, but, um, and of course you can, I think they have like a Kickstarter Patreon or something. Or if you really like a podcast that talks about tabletops and video games and craft beer, you could like, subscribe, and share. We're also on iTunes. Maybe you should make a Patreon or a Kickstarter. I have thought about it, yeah. You know, um, I think we might even start like a like dollar a, a month. That's yeah, I think still, we might yeah. start a Kickstarter when we actually finally get our tabletop ready to kind of go and see, uh, just to cover publishing costs and shit like that. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, 
I the things that I've vaguely considered if we ever get our asses. I recently here. bought a. I've been doing some of the formatting uh, lately, making some tables and making stuff look a little nicer. Could write some tables. Yeah, that'd be I, helpful. I recently bought a brand new. I wouldn't say brand new. It's I think it's like a year or two old Cthulhu game mm-hmm. that started off as a Kickstarter, and I finally sat down and played it, and it was super duper fun. And I'm kind of like beat myself up over it for not supporting it on Kickstarter when it first started because the cool thing about Kickstarter is like Chris over here because he funded it he got exclusive things that you could only get through the Kickstarter yeah I, I'm pretty sure just the fact that it signed is the exactly. only exclusive like, part even of this still. and so I cannot emphasize enough if you have an artist a cosplayer drawer or um, there's tons of D&D podcasts out there that need your support. I don't care who it is. If you love them, give them your money. Support them. It makes them what they can do. Because the more funds Time they to have... Time porn. No, no, no. Unless you're into if that. If you donate like money to me, I will draw you bad porn. It'll be bad. It'll be like really like bad. I'm not a good South artist. Park It'll be like fucking stick figures just like porking each other. So, I mean... Because in because think about it, the more the more funds your artists have, the more content that you love to create will come out. Obviously, yeah. But if you can't do it, like you were saying, spread the love, retweet, subscribe, retweet, reblog. I don't care what you know social media you use. Check us out on iTunes. Except TikTok. I don't know how you can spread this stuff on TikTok. So right, yeah, I don't know. I don't get TikTok. Like, my wife watches some of their stuff sometimes, and literally... Sometimes it's funny. I've just, like, watched... Most occasionally of the time it's... it's vaguely humorous, but most of the time I feel like every TikTok artist is just trying to me make me say what the fuck as many times as I can in 15 seconds. Sometimes they're really funny. I just don't... Under, I have literally not seen a single one that I understand at all. I don't I'm know how like, Vine was so funny... Like Vine was super funny, but then tick like TikTok is literally no different than Vine, but TikTok is like infinitely worse. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how they did that. So yeah, all right. Well, with that, I think we're moving on to our last topic of the day, which is literally just when we talk about random bullshit until what? we run out of something or say something really awkward, and then I cut off the podcast. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, no, no official topic, but uh, what you've been playing lately, Peyton? I haven't talked to you very much um, lately. Um. Well, I've been thinking about getting into some competitive games lately, so... I guess I saw you tweeting about something about getting into competitive Pokemon, too. Competitive Pokemon, so I've been picking up Sword and Shield a lot lately. And then mm-hmm. I've been wanting to get into competitive um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Is it Fighter Z or Fighters? I have no idea how to pronounce it. Is it Fighters or Fighter Z? I don't know. Please. I've heard most people, I think, say Fighters, but I feel I'm like... I'm just going to call it Fighter Z. Yeah. Let me your soul. saw your dick off. But, I mean, it is... Don't do that. <laughs> I'm rather attached to my dick. 